Hey guys, how you doing? I uh, just had a great chat with uh, Aidy from Action Pussycat. He's a, a children's entertainer from Western Supermare. Um, doesn't just do the entertainment side, he's also an author. Uh, he's also a radio host. Um, he's also a very uh, qualified marketer, which I wasn't expecting. Um, so it was good to have a bit of a talk to him about that and um, how he's kind of progressed with his business and where it's all kind of come from. and and the changes that he's obviously had to make due to the coronavirus lockdown and all of that. So things have started going a bit more online. Um, he's starting to do kind of Facebook Live and, and Zoom parties as well. So that was really good, um, really interesting. I'm guessing the party industry is kind of probably taking quite a hit at the moment, especially with these new rules in force where, you know, you've got a, a groups of six people um, it's really kind of you know taken a bit of a damaging toll but it's really good that he's you know still still doing a lot still creating a lot of content still pushing a lot on his on his social media channels um so now that's really good and i'm sure that you know once things start getting back to a bit of normality he's going to be super busy again um it's really interesting hearing about the events that he's um he's run in the past um with these big big kind of um you know children's party events uh, in the parks near Western Supermare and obviously he's going to, as you can kind of hear, he's going to start bringing them out in Burnham-on-Sea and Clevedon and all around there. So, um, yeah, good luck to him, really. And I really hope that, you know, with uh, everything that's gone on, things start to kind of push uh, forward for him. Um, again, guys, if if any of you do want to get onto with the, with the podcast, um, it's actually started, I'm actually generating quite a bit of interest now, which is good. I've got seven or eight people um, or seven or eight podcast episodes that I've got to record over the next kind of week. So really pleased with that. But like I say, small businesses, just get in touch. Um, and it's, it's, it's just a bit of a talk. It's just a bit of a chat about you, how your business has gone what your business does um, and yeah any any kind of information that you want to share to anyone would be would be great it's um it's good it's good going well right i think we're recording there you go Amy, good to see you how you doing i'm good how are you yeah not bad not bad loving this um i've got my velux open so i'm getting the sun in so it's um it's quite nice up tucked up in the roof here um, so whereabouts are you, you from? Is it Western? I've been living in Western now for 26 years and originally from Bridgewater. So moved to sunny Western Supermare for the for the nightlife. Yeah, yeah I can bet. Yeah, I've, I've, I've had one or two nights out in Western, I think, many, many years ago. Um, yeah, now you've done everything then. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I lived in Whirl until I was seven. Um, and most of my family, I've got like quite a lot of family around that sort of way still. So, um, yeah, uh -huh. popping every now and again, going to have a little sunbathe on the beach, that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, I actually moved to Western to um, take over the sports facilities at Priory School. Okay. Which which so, one? Uh, Priory School. Oh, Priory School. The, the big secondary school up there. Yeah. Oh, okay. I went to... Um, Hillside Infant School, if that's still around, opposite. Uh, uh, well, it's, it's potentially moved location since you were there because it was halfway up the hill back in the day. Was that your time? Were you yeah, opposite, I think the hill then. opposite some church. I think it was maybe St. Mark's Church or something like that. Is that right? That's in World. Yeah. Yep, yeah, I could have done your school disco at some point, mate. Oh, really? Well, I was there till I was seven, so yeah, potentially. <laughs> Um, yeah, then we moved up to Cheltenham. So, um, so yes, yeah, so you've been around in Western for a while. Is is mainly most of your work is kind of word of mouth, or do you 
you got some kind of successful marketing going on with your social media and your website as well. Do you get much from that side? Well, I have been operating since 2001, which kind of predates social media. So yeah. initially, uh, I, my degree is in business administration, specializing in marketing. So I pushed it there. But back in the day, as long as you had a good advert and yellow pages, uh, could design a good poster and write a good press release, you were kind of covered, which is one of the reasons I'm called Action Pussycat, because AC would have put me at the top of the listing in the old Facebook um, yeah. entertainer category. Um, so yeah, I got there and I moved on from there. Um, so it was in my booking forms, I always say, where did you find out about me? And so I can analyze where the bookings come from. And I noticed that 80% of my bookings was through word of mouth or recommendations. So I really refocused my marketing plan to up how visual I was when I was doing a gig. So that if somebody came along to a party, and their kids enjoyed it, they'd just look up and they could see my name, I'd be handing out business cards and making my presence very visible there. Um, I'd stopped using Yellow Pages years and years and years ago because I was investing £1,000 in it and it was making £2,000 worth of business. Mm. But then by reinvesting it into what was working more effectively, I now have, I think it was 92% either return custom or word of mouth booking now. Oh, okay. So saving myself a thousand pounds with the marketing side of it. Yeah, easily, yeah. And obviously you, Yellow Pages is, they sorry, still, Yellow Pages is now um, yeah. an old thing. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a funny one, isn't it? Because I, I came, I moved to Bristol in November, um, and so I didn't grow up around here. I, I actually grew up in Cheltenham from, from the age of seven till um, 29, I lived in Cheltenham. So, I mean, yeah. you, you you get that reputation, don't you, around because you've just grown up and spent you know so long in one place, um, and then yeah, I found moving to a moving to a different city. I mean, I I went away for three years. I was in New Zealand for three years, but I um came back here, and it's 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 all about networking, which is something that you can't really do at the moment. But um, yeah, I, I jumped on a lot of the kind of local networking groups when I first got here, just to get you know just to get some contacts and get my name around a little bit. And then obviously it's it's the money, but putting what well, putting it into paid ads and advertising. But you can spend a lot of money on you know that sort of route going down that avenue of paid ads and Google and all that sort of stuff. So it is word of mouth is definitely I think the best kind of way around it. Yeah, I think with the social media as well. There's obviously not so much now, but six months ago there was so many posts every week. Somebody saying, "Oh, can somebody recommend a, a children's entertainer for me?" And I'd be one of the top three that uh, kept on popping up. So thanks very much, everybody who has recommended me over the years. Um, and yeah, so once somebody said, yeah, this girl's good, this guy's good, whatever, it gives people a bit of confidence then, doesn't it? That you're not a charlatan who's not going to turn up and take the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's um, so go into Action Pussycat. And how did he get into that? If you've, you, you know, you did a degree in the marketing and all of that sort of side of things, what made you want to get into the kind of the children's entertainment sort of side? It came from running sports centres because after primary school in Western, I moved up to a place in Stroud uh, and started running a, a brand new sports centre there. And um, the, the children's activities that I was running over the holidays were really good. So we started moving into doing children's birthday parties. And I had a dance hall, a dance studio that was a bit too small for most people to use commercially. But I put a disco kit in there and started doing discos from it. And then from there, people started saying, oh, can you come out and do discos in, in my village hall and stuff? So 
the the idea kind of stemmed from there. So it all came from being a running a sports centre and doing children's activities through that side of things. Yeah. Um, originally, in the sports centre on the holidays, we were doing theme days, and I had a particularly popular Harry Potter theme day at the time. Yeah. And so then I took that concept and brought it down to Western and um, repackaged it under a, the Action Pussycat banner. So the 11th of May 2001 was the Harry Potter day and what I consider to be the birthday of my company. Okay, yeah. All right, so where, whereabouts in Stroud was it? It wasn't Stratford Park, was it? Is it I think Stratford Park, the, one of the schools there? Or? No, it was uh, Archway Sports Centre attached to Archway School. Okay, yeah. No, I did a little bit of work at Stratford Park um, years ago when I was doing a sports development fit and fitness diploma. Um, we used to go down there and teach and take you know, coaching lessons and stuff. So, yeah, there's there's not too many places in Stroud really, is there, to do that sort of stuff? But no, no. Yeah. But that's what it was. I was a I was a sports development officer. Okay. Uh, okay. So, yeah. I had a I had a nice sports centre to operate from out of, yeah. specialising in volleyball, cricket, and basketball. All right, cool. Yeah, all the main ones. Um, so what, um, I mean, how's the whole kind of coronavirus lockdown affected you really? With How, how have you changed things up a bit? Because I noticed you've got the, these online ones that you're doing now. Yeah, um, it, it, well, it's affected it massively because uh, when the lockdown happened on the 23rd of March, um, we couldn't do parties anymore. Hmm. Uh, but I moved my provision to doing virtual parties. I did a quick downloadable one where I, we pre-recorded some video of me introducing games and then it come with instructions so you can for those who were proper isolated and just had family in the house it was games where you could play just on your own or with uh, a sibling or a partner or a mum and dad yep. and I also started doing live parties and was as it was it was my youngest daughter's birthday the week after lockdown kicked in and so we got all her friends together on a zoom thing and I trialed a, a few games there and it went down really well. We did like party dances, I've got interactive games where they have to go off and find things or playing against each other. Yeah. And Zoom was really handy because you've got all the screens in front of you so you can see all the players. Yeah. Whereas Facebook Live is good for doing a show and projecting out, but you don't get the feedback. Whereas Zoom, I could say, oh yeah, you were fastest, you won that one, you stopped first there. And um, yeah, so I was lucky enough that that first one worked and from, on my daughter's party, I'd say I'm still using about 90% of the same material because it was yeah. strong enough and pulled it off. Yeah. I uh, also was doing some um, quiz nights, a couple of venues, so I, I, that was easy enough to move on to uh, YouTube and it allowed me to be a bit more surreal in what I do because <laughs> I, I don't do, I, I'm not one of those quiz masters who say like, who came second in the Nigerian FA Cup final in 83? We're going, you haven't even got a chance to stand that. So yeah. mine are more like um, the, I do a club singer version of a song. And you've got to try and work out what the real song is from, from my version of it. Okay, curious. So a bit more interactive, a bit more... Um... But, yeah, just silly. Something that everybody could do. You could have yourself there, your son there, your grandparents there. And if I'm singing a song, doing quotes from films and things, you know, you, you stand a chance or at least you can have a, a stab at something. Yeah, sure. Do you um do you think that's kind of the way things are going to go? Um, because uh, with with like the fitness industry, it seems like everyone's now just recording their workouts and trying to sell them online. Do you think that that could be a way that the, you know your industry is going to go down, or not? Or is it uh, to do with that personal interaction? It's I, 
there's a, a coronavirus family lockdown Facebook page that I'm involved in. And I was doing okay with the, the virtual parties, but it started trickling off. So I did some research and saying, you know, with the kid, with schools going back, are you going to start doing big parties? Are you happy with virtual parties? Or is it like just garden parties of days out? And most people have said that um, they're just, especially those who've gone back to work, they get so zoomed out by the end of the day that they're, they're not doing it. So I've actually got a current promotion going on because a lot of people thinking, oh, it's too expensive for what it is and this, that and the other. And so I'm challenging this and giving people a sample of what I do uh, on a free session. So going like this, this is actually what a Zoom virtual party can be like. It's not kind of just sat there watching something. It's about getting involved, running, dancing, having a laugh and still having fun. So hopefully by introducing and giving a free sample, people will then go, oh, actually that is an option then. Mm. But again, because it because of the nature of it, I charge a, a quarter of what I charge on the normal thing. So I still have to do four Zoom parties to make up the difference of one normal party. So yeah, but it keeps me busy. I'm also doing a radio show, uh, okay. and that's all for free. But I, it just gives me an arrow again where I can be in front of people and entertaining them. As an entertainer, yeah. I want look at me, notice me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I guess the radio show as well, it just puts your name out there a bit. I'm guessing, are you doing it under the same um, same name, same kind of brand, or is it something a bit different, or are you trying to push, uh, it, want to push the It is called the Action Pussycat Party Hour. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's, again, it's just silly nonsense. I've got my daughter who does a new splash bulletin thing, but it's just cheesy jokes like um, uh, the M... No, bad news for travellers travelling westbound on the M5. You're heading towards Wales. <laughs> <laughs> Not I am Welsh originally, so I can do that. But yeah, it's just silly nonsense like that. And um, I'm a, an author as well, children's author. So I've been reading or serialising a lot of my stories uh, at the end of the show. I've got guests coming in. I've interviewed Darth Vader and um, Captain Kirk, Mr Blobby. And it's all just based around, you know, if I can think of a Mr Blobby joke, oh, I, yeah, I'll interview Mr Blobby. Yeah. And just take some sound off a YouTube thing. So I'm going, how are you doing, Mr. Bobby? <laughs> just not it, but it, it makes me laugh. And it's interesting because I'm the third most listened to show on the radio station. But yeah. even though I'm pitching it as a, a family show, most people are listening are, are dads who are just loving the dad humour. Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's, what's, um, what's the radio show on? Where can people find that? Mm. It's... Um, it's excuse me, wavewsm.co.uk. So it's an internet channel. Uh, we transmit 24-7. Um, and there's very nice and quirky shows. So you've got mine, they've got um, Flick does a, a folk show, uh, which showcases lots of more unusual and world folk music. We've got somebody just started doing a, a funk show. And there's some great classic stuff from the 70s on there. Uh, somebody else does a, a Friday night party where they just play. They're, they're a big DJ down in um, Newquay. Mm -hmm. They live in Western Supermare and they've just taken what they do in the clubs and put it on the radio shows. So that, that is a, a party happening there. Yeah. So there's lots of you know, quirky stuff like that. Yeah, no, that's good. It, it, it's things like that. It just gives people that bit of a platform, doesn't it, to get out. And like you say, it's it's free, but at the same time, it's it's getting your name out there a bit of branding and um trying to push people more your way to to the, the paid work that you're trying to yeah bring in so once any sort of normality comes back yeah that's it yeah yeah i mean um 
with this whole the lockdown and coronavirus do you see do you see much changing in the next few months or do you are you are you thinking of um trying to push the business in in a coronavirus friendly way or are you hoping that it goes back to you know big parties with kids and um, all the interactive stuff and all of that I mean, what's your preference yeah well we was hoping that the big parties would come back once the schools went back because obviously the, the children are then in their bubbles of 30 yeah. and if you're having a party it's going to be your classmates and the people you invite um, but the rule of six last Monday knocked all that on the head yeah um, so myself and a few other entertainers are, are lobbying parliament to say is there anything you can do around it um, I've tried, like I said, repositioning the virtual parties uh, and trying to get people interested in that again. It's not so good, but I was also in the in the week I teach art, and so I'm trying to relaunch these art ones because education's allowed. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The class sizes are smaller than what I was taking, and we've got to be careful of the rooms we can use so they're all COVID compliant. But I've got two art classes starting again next week, and I've introduced a new uh, drama club for children as well. Yeah. which are selling yep. uh there's still spaces on them but you know they're they've got enough numbers already to make them financially viable but yep. the trouble is with this so yeah i've got a good drama club so i'm earning a good amount for that hour and i've got another art class here which is a good amount for that hour yep. but two hours worth of work over yeah. the over the week over the month still not quite enough to pay the bills it needs to add up doesn't it, it doesn't it doesn't make sense the whole six hour thing i found because um what did i read i read that you could go and play football for a football club against you know 22 or 21 other blokes but you can't go for a kickabout in the park with your mates like that yeah it, it, it yeah doesn't make sense my because my my niece is um she, she turns five at the end of the month and she was i think my sister had kind of planned for a bit of a big party for her and of course now that's all changed as well all of a sudden she can have five mates around or not even that actually i guess with her sit with her and her partner and it's probably going to need to be about two or three two or three people around but that's it because when you consider you got your mum your dad there and child maybe a brother or sister yeah, yeah. there's only another two kids in there and it's weird because like technically if if you hired me to do some magic for you well you've got 30 kids sat down there or three kids sat down there it's still costing the same yeah but it's just value for money isn't it me myself i'd be going Oh yeah, if I've got 30 kids, get an entertainer in, keep them occupied. got three kids, eh, I can occupy them myself. Yeah. That's the same amount of money, so. Yeah, it's a tricky one. I don't, I don't, I don't quite get, get the whole way the government's gone down. What I am thinking about doing, though, is buying myself a fox puppet. Right. And instead of having parties, <laughs> could just go on a fox hunt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's, um, yeah, it's I'm a thing. to do it, so. Yeah, it's a shame, isn't it? It's um, it's a really, really weird situation to kind of be in. Did you was there? Did you have any point over the the the, the main bulk of the lockdown where you'd stop work, kind like completely? Was it kind of sat twiddling your thumbs, or because did you did um, you apply for any of the the you know the self employment benefits or not? I I did get the self employment benefits. I got my bounce back loan and I got uh, a council discretionary grant, which was very good. Mm -hmm. Um. And the, the Zoom party's been ticked over. I managed to pick up two contracts over the summer um, to provide three events a week. So that gave me an income. So yeah. it's never been like dead, dead. Um, I'm also doing Facebook Lives and the radio show and things like that. Um, I've also got a book out. So I've been looking at different ways to promote that and doing online 
stories. So creatively, it's okay, and I'm keeping myself busy. And hopefully, like I said, and like you mentioned, as long as I'm keeping my name out there, if anything does come back to normality, we're okay. Indeed, for the end of August, going on to September, I did take a, a good number of bookings for people who were expecting the schools to go back and, and people can do it. So then I did one booking on the weekend after the schools went back, and the lockdown came on, and um, everybody had to cancel or postpone. So, yeah, so, so in theory, what I was doing was right. The bookings did come in. But... Yeah, the work's there. I guess it, and it is, and it's like you say, you've got to just keep the the creative work going to keep your name at the forefront of people's minds because it's very easily to um to forget isn't it i mean i had something uh recently where on a on like a, a facebook networking group you know these like business networking groups that they have so i was um exchanging a few comments back and forth to someone and then about two weeks later that same person turns around and goes Does anyone know a plumber um, and i'm just like yeah yeah here yeah <laughs> we spoke two weeks ago um so yeah it is it, it's amazing how quickly people just blank it out forget um so it is good just to be on that you know that forefront of people getting things out there and um especially with social media because i see you've got quite a big big following on on social media mm -hmm. over two thousand or so is that is that something that's kind of slowly built or you know have you had some successful ads going you know increasing well it's more events that drive that um because i've obviously got the people who use me and um people who found out about me but then every summer i put on a big party in the park big free event um and it has well last one had 1600 people come along to it oh, okay there's, there's me i've got inflatables and a few other entertainers come along there's charities there's face painters uh, I get my dining, I've got a four and a half meter long T-Rex, he comes out and has a wander about. Other entertainers have got princesses and people like that have to do. So it's a, it's a massive free family day to promote people going into the parks and it also keeps people there. So whenever those, those events come out, I see big jumps in the people who follow me, the, the new people who are finding out about it. I uh, did um, other events, well ticketed events, just before, well in the February half term, I had uh, a Disney event okay. where I got a company to come along and do the Disney songs and I wrapped it around another package where I got I think it was eight Disney princesses the Beast and a few Toy Story characters come along I did a warm up as a magic show there was face painting, there was sand art, there was um, rock painting yeah, uh, yeah so those, those things again there's another way people discover me and obviously everybody's there Pushed yeah. in their wares. Is that the, all um, the, the beast and the princesses? Were they local people? Are they local or are they just people that you knew from, you know? You know um, other businesses. Cause again, I've been doing this for 19 years and yeah, there is a, a community of entertainers around. Most of us get on okay. And so, you know, I, I'm going, oh, I need a beauty and the beast. And so my mate goes, oh, yeah, we'll do that. We'll give it you half price as long as we can hand out our flyers. Yeah. So, you know, everybody get it's a win win for everybody then. Yeah, yeah. So, and the people attending, if they like the magic and the entertainment I'm doing, then they can come to me. If they like the princess, they can go to that company. And, you know, we, we support each other as much as we can. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then wrapped it around. The, the company that I had doing the, the singing were, were amazing. And there was a point when they sang a song from the latest Frozen song. And just, like, you had 120 
four and five-year-olds just singing their hearts out to it. It was absolutely brilliant. <laughs> where um where where was well I mean, it's probably not going to happen this uh, this summer but the um the big kind of party in the park thing that you you host whereabouts is that usually uh traditionally it's in ashton park in western supermare but i had got funding this year to do it in burnham on sea and bring it back to Cleveland because uh, when originally the council used to fund it and do it but when they stopped with their austerity what Seven years ago, eight years ago, yeah. uh, I took it on for them, and so I, but I got funding to take it into these other places this year. Okay. Um, yeah, and, and so they're good. They're, they're supported by Lions Club International, uh, the main supporters, but then I get a few private businesses jump on as well, support it. We had, um, we had a removal company support it one year. Uh, we had, sorry, my cat's attacking us. Sorry. We had, um, I it over there. Uh, Animal Farm sponsored it one year, a, a local um, preschool sponsored it one year as well. So again, it is a nice community event. Yeah, and I imagine it's quite a big event to kind of organise, I'm, I'm assuming. Um, what sort, of, is there like things like insurances and stuff that you need in place or security? But the insurance, my, my normal insurance covers it. I have to coordinate with the local council to get um, a licence to occupy. Um, and there's obviously criteria there, but I think with being a children's entertainer, I'm obviously setting up mini events all the time. Yeah. And from my sports background as well, you know, I've trained lifeguards and so all the risk assessments are second nature. Mm -hmm. uh, and so just doing the big events like the, I had a friend who had a Little Mix tribute band. And so we were putting on family friendly Little Mix concerts in yeah. local venues with quieter music and and smaller ticket prices um and yeah so it's basically scaling that up you know everybody's still got to be safe it's got to be widening correctly you've got to think of um your, your physical hazards your people hazards how you're going to manage them yeah um yeah and i used to be a marketing manager as well so we used to do event management on that it's okay. part and part for the course of yeah, yeah just experience in it that's it all right was was there anything else you wanted to kind of go over whilst i got you um, no, I think that's good. We've yeah. covered it. I've spoken about the children's entertainment and the struggles that are happening in those. That's so, good. anybody, if, if anybody does have any opportunity or any influence, uh, where I can come along, like I say, I'm a magician, I can do events management, um, yeah, to something to just draw attention to your crowd because it's that fine line right now. Like, potentially, I could bring along my four and a half meter long T Rex. And just as soon as he gets out, there was a crowd around him. Yeah. And so that's good if you've got a, an actual premises or a promotion that you want to do, you can bring in there. But in these days, how much of a crowd do you want there? Well, that's you've got it, to keep that balance in you. You don't want to suddenly have 250 people descending on your store and then only allowing three in at a time. It's, yeah. it's a tricky one. <laughs> um, but yeah, if we ever do get out the other side of this, uh, I'm there. We can do a range of things to help, to help businesses and help um, parents with their own children's parties. Yeah. What, what, well, just something to mention. What about your books? Where can people find those? Or are they... Yeah, um, well, yeah, I've got a book out. A, well, a couple of books out. It's children's stories. The first one's called The Astounding Adventures of Mr. Bones, The Laziest Man in the World. Um, that is one of the biggest selling books in the publisher that I'm with. And the main character there, Mr. Bones, not only is he lazy, but he's also a storyteller. So there's a second book out, which is a collection of some of his short stories. 
and that has sold over three and a half thousand copies oh, wow. on that one, which is um, considering I'm with a very small publisher, that, that's a good hit. So yeah. they're available through the publisher, which is wordcatcher.com, or they're on Amazon, or Goodreads, or WH Smith's online. Uh, but it's mostly online places you can get them. There's not, there's not very many places the hardback is available. No, okay. Apart from me, if you want a signed copy. That's, there you go. All right. <laughs> cool. Okay, mate. Well, yeah, lovely to meet you, Eddie. Good to hear from you. Oh, and yourself, Stu. All the best. Trust me with all. We'll do, we'll do. Okay, mate. Brilliant. Well, have a good rest of your day. Thanks for your time. And uh, all the best with you, Stu. Cheers, mate. Catch you, everyone. Cheers.